Welcome to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And today's intro is going to be a breath of fresh air for (laughs) those of you who hate the Kardashians. We are going to be talking about the light, joy-hearted topic of Johnny Depp's trial. Yes, so light-hearted, so fun, so magical. I love it. It makes me smile just thinking about it. So the way, like where we stand right now in the trial, if you were on the jury, how would you decide? Uh, that like, bitch is crazy and she needs to be dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I really am trying to go into it with an open mind just because I know that that's, a, you know, a lot of people have those same feelings. But granted, Johnny Depp is a weirdo and it is no secret that he has addiction issues and he admits that himself that like he abused drugs and alcohol for a long time. And that's honestly Amber Heard's attorneys. That's like their whole game plan is to just show that like Johnny Depp did coke sometimes. Mm -hmm. But just because he did coke sometimes does not mean that he's an abuser. Right. Or deserves to be abused. Right. 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 Exactly. Yes. Um, so did you see, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 26th. Did you see any of the testimony by the psychologist? I haven't, honestly, I really haven't seen much. I saw like maybe five, 10 minutes of it. Like the first day that it aired Mm -hmm. when he was, um, referencing the most delightful photo of a pretty little brown present that she left for him (laughs) um but other than that I I haven't watched it at all okay okay I've been watching it because it just keeps me entertained while I'm at work so I've been watching it and also learning a lot about the legal process which is exciting I'm learning a lot of legal jargon um but something that was really interesting granted of course the psychologist that testified today she was brought on by Johnny Depp's team Mm -hmm. um But basically, she described how she came to, I don't think she said the word diagnosed, but she basically put two different personality disorders on Amber after having like extensive, you know, time with her and extensive valuation and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And basically it was a borderline personality, borderline personality disorder. And then another one that I can't remember, Mm -hmm. but basically she described what those are. And she said that people with these disorders, they will often have really high expectations with their partners. And they believe that like their needs should be that met then and there and to their satisfaction, which if you are the partner, it can feel overwhelming to like have, have these things thrown on you all the time. Mm -hmm. And so the partner may leave and then the, the person with the disorder gets all irritated and pissed off that they left which literally sounds like exactly what Johnny did all of the time. Right. Yeah. Because that's what he testified that a lot of times he would just, if, if things seem like they're going to get out of hand, he would just leave the situation. Right. Like he would just walk out of it and they played audio in court of one time when they were getting into an argument and Johnny said like, how about like, we just get some space from each other for a few hours 
like literally we'll talk again in a few hours and Amber's like what do you mean like you hate me so much like why are you leaving you hate me and he's like no I just I want to I want I don't want this situation to escalate I'm just gonna remove myself from it mm-hmm. so all of these you know the math was mathing when right. the psychologist was on the stand and it was very interesting just to hear you know apparently too she probed Amber for PTSD. I think maybe Amber had even like self-diagnosed herself as being PTSD. Mm. And she said that there are like 20 common symptoms that people with PTSD may have. And Amber had checked that she had like 19 of the 20 PTSD symptoms. And the psychologist was like, that's no, no one has all of them. Even people with like combat trauma, (laughs) like they don't have just because you're human like you you don't have all of them like you may have a handful and she was also like you know one of the symptoms of PTSD is sleep disruption and you know Amber may claim that she was having sleep disruption but that may just be because of something else right you know not because of PTSD right um or she thinks it's sleep disruption because sometimes she wakes up once in the middle of the night and it's like that's not what they mean yeah yeah exactly and she also she told the psychologist that she had experienced reoccurring nightmares Mm -hmm. and I guess the psychologist was like well what is what is going on in your nightmare and she didn't really have any specifics other than she felt like she was being held down like she was being like restrained And the psychologist was like, well, I didn't really put that down as a symptom because that's super vague. Like everybody has nightmares, but if she has this one specific nightmare all the time that Johnny's yelling at her, then yes, that might be correlatable right to PTSD. Um, So it was all very interesting. I don't like, I feel like whenever I follow a follow trial like this, I'm just like, yes, like. Johnny, you got this in the bag, honey. The jury always lets me down. So, yeah, you know, also, what do you think of the whole like makeup situation? The Milani makeup? Have you have you been following that? No. What's going on? So do you know Milani, the makeup brand? Yeah. Um, So I guess in the opening statements or whatever, it was it was earlier on in the trial. Um, Amber Heard's attorney held up like a makeup bag with concealers, different concealers and stuff in it mm-hmm. and said this, this was the bag that Amber would use. She would use that makeup to cover up her bruises and her scars and scratches from Johnny. Okay. Turns out so- someone figured it out. They, they saw exactly what concealer was in that bag. Turns out Milani came out with a statement that said, we did not start making that product until 2017 and the alleged abuse occurred between 2014 and 2016. Oh yeah. She done got caught. And I think even they may like be doing their own defamation lawsuit. Mm. Yeah. Because what makeup company wants to be like, Oh, this is the makeup that Amber heard you said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Psycho abuser. Yeah. And also like, they you know they can prove that like we didn't make that product until 2017 yeah so I don't know I feel like this case though like I I I feel like a lot of the time sometimes you're disappointed because the law doesn't always match up with 
the emotional aspect but I think fortunately for Johnny in this case it does um mm-hmm. and I, I mean that's kind of like not to like call back to our last episode but I mean just even like that's like part of the gamble that you take with like having a jury trial. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they try their hardest to really hold it true to the law. But at the end of the day, people have emotions and they can't completely negate them as much as they try. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, of course it's the whole dynamic of like man versus woman, Mm -hmm. you know, and also attorneys can choose, you know, which attorney is going to question which witness you know so there may be an advantage to like a woman attorney questioning amber and so on so i i definitely feel like there's a lot of that at play yeah but also please answer honestly a thousand percent okay did you know who amber heard was no no idea no idea no idea none i didn't even know johnny Depp was married (laughs) <laughs> I know I know I mean granted this like they were married over while we were in college and so to me that was like all a blur because I just like did not pay attention to the news yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look I couldn't apparently she's been an actress apparently they met in a movie together that they did like I so I I asked that because I feel like I could I could have been on the jury. Not only is the trial taking place in Fairfax County where I reside. Correct us. We live there. We sure do. And I don't know who the hell Amber Heard is. So I yeah. have that on my side. You know, when they go through the jury selection, how hard was it to find people who didn't know who Johnny Depp was? Right. I know who Johnny Depp is. I don't get hot and bothered as some other women do. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a big like pie to the Caribbean girl, but I've definitely seen some of his movies, but it'll be very interesting how this whole thing plays out. But like you said, I am wondering, you know, will there's just sort of like a natural sympathy towards a woman. Um, what am I trying to say? A woman victim of domestic violence, yes. you know, and we just, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's just because we're women, but like kind of just has like a natural like gravitation towards them. Mm-hmm. But if she, if it comes out that she, all of these allegations truly are false against Johnny girl, you like, you are a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, I already kind of think she is like, it's just like, and you sit like, you just like see her just sitting there and you're just like, something is not connecting up there. I know that like today when literally the psychologist is sitting on the stand and is like, uh, she is, has narcissistic personality. Yes, she, narcissism for sure. She is very, um, she wants, she's uh, a people pleaser in the way that she just wants everybody to like her. She will change her personality depending on her situation to make right. people like her. Like basically saying like this girl is just like, and she even said, you know, these disorders are different from anxiety or depression because right. with those two, you can get medication, you can get therapy and you can get better. Mm-hmm. The personality disorder, that's who you are. Right. Like you need very intense therapy to like get that under control. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's explaining all this and Amber like is giggling to the attorneys and smiling. And I'm like, I would be mortified and to if, hear people saying that about me saying that especially like her side claims that it's all untrue and made up 
you know, it's just like, what? I don't understand. Versus like, you know, when Johnny like here's something that he's just like what the hell you'll he'll like laugh and just like shake his head yeah he just like Danny he's like okay yeah because he has that response instead of Amber and just well you know honestly I again I'm very much like you like Johnny Depp like he's like I don't know wasn't he um he's been in some Tim Burton stuff right I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah he was in um oh hey Sadie Hi, Sadie. What do you think? <laughs> like, I'm Team Johnny. But um, the point I was trying to make is I'm not a huge fan either. I feel pretty indifferent towards him. Um, but I really applaud him for, like, actually speaking out about it because I think a lot of men, um, you know, would kind of be afraid to, like, go public about something like this just yeah. because of, like, you know, um, perhaps ridicule of, like, taking abuse from a woman like allowing her to abuse him Mm -hmm. um because you know it like you were saying earlier like in society like domestic violence like we immediately think of a man harming a woman like it's just immediately what you think of so um I I think it's great that he's like I don't want to say it's great that he's normalizing it because domestic violence should not be terrible happened um, but maybe like encouraging men in the future to like also share their stories and like not be afraid to like speak up about it. Yeah, share their stories and also like recognizing that you are being abused too. Yeah. Like I also wonder sometimes men if they don't quite realize, right? Because there's just like so many different forms of abuse. Like it's you can be psychologically abused or emotionally abused or like everything so I agree with you I'm very happy that he's like bringing this to the forefront and saying like it is a real thing that happens it is okay to like stand up for yourself if Mm -hmm. you truly are the victim Mm -hmm. and also like like it come it's it's it can be a lot more than just like physical violence you know because they talk a lot about how when Johnny was going through opiate withdrawals and when he was trying to get sober from alcohol, like Amber wasn't really the most supportive person. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not being a good partner. So can you clarify for me? Okay. Like one, why? So the trial is being held here because he went to the Washington post or something. I'm glad you asked that question because I actually looked it up today because I was wondering as well. So originally the lawsuit, um, it it was going to be in California because they both live in California, Mm -hmm. but this all stemmed from um, Amber, the whole shitstorm started because Amber Heard wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post, meaning like, you know, she, she wrote her story basically saying that I am a survivor of domestic abuse. I have been abused for many years. She didn't outright name Johnny, but oh, okay. you know, you could easily figure it out and deduce because yeah. they had been married for a right. few years previously. So he, they chose to have it in Virginia because, so she published that in the Washington post They chose to have it in Virginia because the servers of the Washington Post are in Virginia. Right. So that's technically like where it was published from. So that's where the defamation began. Okay. So he's suing the Washington Post for defamation or is he suing her? 
No, she, he's going- suing her. Okay. Because that like in op-ed, it, it stands for like opinion, maybe like opinion of the editor or something. Basically, like you can, you can write whatever you think and feel in an op-ed and like the, okay. you know, they, the newspaper publishes it, but they're not saying that like, this is what we believe. Okay. Gotcha. You know, they, it was Amber's words and they just chose to publish it. So he's suing her, gotcha. but I guess for whatever reason, his team wanted the trial to be in Virginia, maybe too. I'm assuming it has something to do with the way that the law handles whatever they're hoping to slap her with it's probably yeah especially in between california and virginia like (laughs) we know how virginia do yeah and i feel like i i don't know like i don't know anything for certain but if there was some sort of like california bias towards things like yeah, that with, that's the, a good with point them too. both being celebrities you right know? <laughs> and thinking maybe it would be harder to find you know jurors and things like that too. yeah don't know who she is they just got a bunch of karens in fairfax county that's right out. sorry amber so i'm excited i think amber is going to be on the stand i think maybe sometime this week Ooh. um it's definitely coming up so i hope by the by next week's episode that she will have testified so then we can like get Follow into that. that yeah um but I'm glad you're following like you're following it closely too because I've like tried to talk to people about it and I feel like people like know the gist of it but I mean I just don't understand how you can it's literally so it's so interesting yeah yeah and just thinking about like I think it's especially interesting for us because it's just like they're literally like they're like four miles down the street from me right now. yes yes like that's so that crazy like I was at work they were literally across the road from where I work like, all of this is at where like millions of people are following the yeah. story and I heard that they have like people waiting outside in line at like 5 a.m to get in oh and sit God. in the courtroom all day wow Wow. Well, shout out to those people. That's very. I'm not gonna lie. If I could, I would. See, I don't like watching. So I've been watching it live streamed on YouTube. And when you when you like actually legit watch a court case, yeah, some it can, of the parts are boring for sure. It can be very very boring, especially yeah. when you don't know what's going on and they're just doing like technicalities and stuff, yeah. and you can't have your phone, and so you just like sit there and just you know take it all in. Of course, it's awesome when you're there when like juicy stuff is going on. Sadie, are you okay? She is unwell. She's just <laughs> she's just all she wants to lay on the pillow. Oh, <laughs> she, I look like she got ants in her pants. <laughs> she does um all right so anything else on johnny depp amber heard nothing other than team johnny (laughs) let the record show that we here on the pod are team johnny yes let the record reflect stenographer please record (laughs) isn't that what they're called i think so yeah (laughs) yeah so speaking of calling things by their proper name before we get into our main segment Mm -hmm. um i wanted to address something that was brought to my attention by an anonymous listener named oh, no. Emily. That no. <laughs> <laughs> what she she requested that we have a confession what she called a confession corner on the podcast. Okay. okay. Because last week, you know, we did I Love You Now Dies. There were mm-hmm. it was nothing but suicide talk. Correct. Apparently we kept calling it 
N- not apparently we did keep calling it suicide ideation. <laughs> it's suicide ideation. No L. I think we were conflating that with idealization, yes, which is also yes. a real word. <laughs> and I feel like like gun to head last week, I, I like wouldn't have said, yeah, for sure. That's the word. I, no, I think it. I would have said, yeah, it is the word. I think I would have been like, yeah, fucking shoot me. That is the word. <laughs> Idealation. Yeah, I would have. I, I mean, I thought that was right. As soon as you said it, I was like, what's wrong with that? So... <laughs> So Sorry, to Emily. So to all the Miriam Websters out there, we apologize. <laughs> I mean, damn, apparently idealation isn't a word. If you were coming here for, you know, proper grammar. Proper grammar and literacy, <laughs> you came to the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. So confession corner is closed. Just wanted to address it. So um thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all. So welcome to our main segment of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about a documentary that just came out, like we talked about last week. I don't think it had even come out at that time. Yeah. Um, it is hot off the press on Hulu. <laughs> this documentary is called Captive Audience on Hulu. It is a three-part documentary. Um, and it features the story of Stephen Stainer and the the Stainer family. Um, so if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and watch it. Um, but if you have also, look at you watching the things right with the quickness. Yeah, with the quickness. So I guess I'll just start off by saying that this might be our shortest episode ever because I found this documentary so boring okay thank god that i literally don't have anything to say about it okay what is so funny is i um watched this documentary with another person and they thoroughly enjoyed it um (sighs) like actually said it was the most interesting one we've watched today and i was like what you're entitled to your wrong opinion but that's fine um i (sighs) I thought there were interesting parts. Yeah. I think one thing that they really did wrong, in my opinion, was I hated when they had the freaking actors (laughs) from the movie reading things that we have recordings of. Yeah. Like, I want to hear them saying it. I don't want to see these stupid actors from the TV movie reading the script. That was kind of weird because like they, they didn't have anything to do. Like they don't know the people in real life. They don't have anything to do with the actual story. So to that point, I like watching it. I was like, okay, where's the, where's the twist? Where's the twist? Like when is the craziness coming our way? And it just like never really did. Um, I guess, you know, what makes this documentary special, I guess, would be the fact that, like you said, it was made into a TV series and then his brother's murder, uh, where he did the murdering, I think yeah. was made into a movie, I think, or he like wanted it to be made. I, I, he wanted, I think so. Okay. So here's the synopsis guys. This kid goes missing at seven. Um, 
and he essentially finally breaks out with this other little boy who gets kidnapped years later who's five and they hitchhike to the police station yada 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 okay so he eventually goes on to live you know his life or whatever but you know obviously it's really famous case because a lot of the time those cases did not result in the return of a child Mm -hmm. and so you know he ends up first of all the way that he died I was pissed. I mean, I know, I know. Steven Stainer, I know. Yes, I know that no one could control that. I am sad that he died because it sounded like he really was creating a nice life for himself and his wife and his family. So mm-hmm. that made me very sad. But he essentially was riding his motorcycle and got hit by a car. So lame. They kept alluding to, and they also they also interviewed his two children and yeah. his ex-wife and stuff, and they kept alluding to him being dead. So like right. before they explained what happened, you knew that he was dead, and I was like, what? That like something so crazy. Exactly. Happened. Like, yes. oh my gosh! But then it turns out that which it did, he got in this horrific motorcycle accident, and it was actually the night before the Emmys which is crazy too. And the show that they made about him was nominated for a few Emmys. So like that's sad, but to me, that's just like a, you know, like strange coincidence. Yeah. It's a little bit, it was a little bit of a letdown. I'm not going to lie. But so during his whole disappearance, like when he came back and everything, he got a lot of publicity. His family was doing a lot of interviews. He essentially was famous. Obviously he got the movie made about like his family and his disappearance and so then in the last part, all of a sudden, they were just kind of like talking about these random women that went missing. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, did the pedophile take them? These are like grown ass women. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, turns out that it was Steven's brother's ca- brother, Carrie, and he killed them. And it was apparently because he was so jealous of the attention that Steven got from being missing, he decided that he wanted to do something that would warrant him being famous. And he decided that that was kidnapping and murdering women. So there you go. Cassie just saved you like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But also something that I thought was annoying too was like, and and I understand like this it seems like this is kind of how Steven was about it but like okay he comes back and they're like so what did he do to you like why did you stay like did he abuse you did he molest you and he's just like no he didn't do anything like like whatever he didn't do anything and I'm like you're telling me this dude lets you live your life like you literally were going to school had friends driving a car smoking cigarettes doing whatever playing football etc and he's not doing anything to make you stay Mm mm-hmm it turns out that he was sexually abusing him <laughs> that comes out later um so that's sad but, but like, like way later so bizarre though how they just kept that little piece because I'm sitting here I cannot understand how this kid stayed with these two men or that one man or whoever the fuck was in the house for seven years yeah like why was he afraid of them yeah I mean you don't find that out for like 45 minutes like it's way too long yeah especially because so he was kidnapped when he was seven yeah so he was old enough to know that like he has an old family like that I I don't think he realized that he was kidnapped but that like 
you know, he wonders like, where is my old family? And so that's the name of the, um, the like little TV show is called, I know my first name is Steven, because when he goes to the police, that's like all he can say, because the kidnapper, the kidnapper, the kidnapper changes name and everything right, to Dennis. Yeah. Dennis. <laughs> so then he knows that like his, his birth name was Steven. Um, so like, I don't even know, like the whole time I just found myself going, okay. And, and like, okay. it's like, it's awful what happened to Steven. It is awful that his brother kidnapped and murdered chicks. Um, uh, <laughs> it did, it didn't do it for me. It really didn't. No, it didn't do it for me either. Um, you know, he got kidnapped in the 1970s. Like, okay. Talk, so did so every other kid. <laughs> you ever seen Lovely Bones? <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Yeah. It, so then it got me thinking that maybe I'm just like desensitized to everything now, just because I've seen so much murder and kidnapping that it really takes like something truly extraordinary for me to be like wow like this I'm captivated I I kind of thought the same thing especially coming from such a like like the last thing that we talked about was I love you now guy and that was such a like a brain thinker like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that one was like I don't know like there were like sociopathic tendencies and depression Mm -hmm. and medications and like did she do it did she not do it like what does the law say like it was just so much more interesting and thought-provoking and this one was very much like this happened then this happened then this happened then this happened like that was it like they were just telling me a story like that's that's it I didn't have to think about anything and I mean props to them though like it like you said it was cool like they had interviews with the actors who played the people on the show and then they had his family and then they had a bunch of steven stainers like childhood friends like there was a lot that went into this production Mm -hmm. it it didn't suck because it it quality yeah like it was just like bummy budget film yeah like it just and i so going back to my whole like desensitized thing i'm gonna defend myself because also have you watched um what is it it's called like confessions of a killer or whatever um i know what you're talking about but i have not watched it it's where they like talk to murderers on they they literally are interviewing the murderer who admits to doing it so it's like there's no question like it's not a whodunit like <laughs> like that's who did you know it. Who done it they literally are talking to you so even without that like I'm I'm interested in that even without the whole like mystery element but this man like I don't I really think it was just too cut and dry you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. they did try to leave pieces like I was just saying about like the whole like sexual abuse situation with Parnell and Steven like Mm -hmm. they did try to leave these little like important details out to try and make it like I don't know more exciting when you find it out but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like no you're just pissing me off because I'm sitting here the whole time like why is this seven-year-old kid just staying with this man if he's not doing anything to him it doesn't make sense right yeah and he it, it seemed that he came from like a perfectly 
good family. So it's not like he didn't want to go like things were terrible. He was too scared to go home. Um, I mean, maybe things were, would be different too, if we were alive when this TV show like came out, because apparently it was very popular and mm. like millions of people would watch it and everything. So maybe it would be different, but I'm not particularly interested in this story at all. No. And I mean, even <laughs> with the, with the brother, they try to do the same thing where they're like, Ooh, guys, all of a sudden these girls are missing and then we find <laughs> them that they were killed. Who did it? who do you think did it and it's just like I mean I don't know the uh, Parnell who's literally kidnapped and abused like five other kids and y'all keep letting his ass out like I don't know (laughs) I mean he only served like one year's time for kidnapping Stephen and Tommy White yes I I was I I was like 1970s baby they didn't give a fuck about the kids they said (laughs) abuse them and abuse them I don't care whatever it makes them stronger what doesn't kill them makes them stronger right especially when you're nice to them let them live in your trailer with you oh yeah in your in your literal shack one one bedroom shack in the middle of nowhere let them smoke cigarettes and it's fine who cares it's all good so i mean that's pretty much all i got on this i you know i've oh i I also put down a note, like, I liked how they put, like, newscasts in there, too, because oh, yeah. it was, like, heavily carried by the, new- by the news, so, like, that was cool how they had those clips in there, but, like, I don't, and that's pretty much all I gotta say about sweet Stephen Saner. Um, I don't know. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace, because, honestly, I mean, he, he, poor guy, like, I don't know. I'm sure it was weird too when he comes back and he's what, like 14 and he comes back to his family and he has to start going to high school mm-hmm. and, and he's like reverted back to his identity as Steven Stainer. Stainer. Some of the things they would say would just like crack me up. Like there was one newscast lady who was like outside of the high school <laughs> and she said something like, we are outside the high school where Steven Sainer is going to class and his mom has asked us to no longer interview him during his classes. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't interrupt his school right to ask him questions and just like this kid like I mean I'm sure he was a very nice guy it they made it seem like he was a great family man a great father so like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry that he passed so soon but in his interviews god he would kill me they would be like so were you scared no not too bad I mean just dry yeah dry 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 no emotion nothing I mean it was just insane I mean the freaking five-year-old had more emotion than this dude like it was so bizarre to me I was like I was waiting for the I honestly like because they kept alluding to some kind of like they were like oh and just when we thought it couldn't get worse with our family I I thought Stephen was gonna snap I thought he was actually a sociopath and I was like oh he's gonna become a murderer like I, I like I just that was where my mind went immediately. see that would be crazy yeah because I mean he definitely was just like so emotionless and just dry I was like this dude yeah. something's not right something's not right but yeah. turns out someone right in his brother's head 
And they like kind of alluded to it too, where I guess like his dad was kind of weird. Yes. When he came back, like his, his, like that whole situation was weird. Yes. But then like his kids said, and his mom said that like when he became a father, like he was a great father and you know, he was really nice guy and blah, blah, blah. Which by the way, do you feel badly for Steven's mother? The, the old lady. guess so that's a lot to deal with I I I feel badly for her yeah because I mean none of it you know none of it was her fault at all and then you know they try to ask her about Carrie Stainer after the murders and she's just kind of like I don't want to talk about it yeah Yeah. I mean it's like what are you supposed to say about your son who literally openly and willingly and happily confessed to multiple murders right like what do you say what do you say oh yeah I forgot but he like took them to where he hid the bodies and like explained exactly what oh, happened. yeah it was like a journalist went in there um and he he went in there like obviously just like as a regular ass person mm-hmm. um because he knew he didn't have a lawyer yet and he just pulled out like a raggedy ass piece of paper and he was like confessed to killing I don't even remember the people's names and he just wrote down all three of them and I was like damn dude the first person who comes and visits you in jail and you're just like yep I did it I killed all three I did it right right that's what I I mean I guess he's gotten a certain amount of fame from it but like you said his whole motive for this was fame and he was jealous of his brother for getting all this fame but it's like you're in jail so you can't even really enjoy it yeah it's like what good did that do you yeah Cause I'm pretty sure he got life. Oh, I'm sh- if he murdered three people, I mean, I think even in the seventies, you probably get screwed up with that. Yeah. Huh. Not sure what he was thinking on that one, but you know, maybe that's the problem. He wasn't thinking. Right. Well, we're thinking too hard. Thinking too hard. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> Carrie. I was going to call him Clay. I forgot his name. Play. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. So anyway, yeah I agree I mean I think it literally I think it just boils down to it just being too simplified of a storyline like it very much was just like someone telling you a story there were really no um thought-provoking moments or mm-hmm. moments where I was really questioning my sanity and I mean, did it need to be three episodes? Probably not. No, no. We probably, probably could have lost like the whole second episode. Yeah. And that's how I felt in the third episode. Like once they revealed that Carrie did it, oh, oh my gosh, for like 30 minutes, they were just talking about how he did it. Like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't entertaining. Yeah. Um, we get it. He did it. Right. But, you know, we've been watching some fire stuff recently. So, of course, there's going to be a dud in there sometimes. Like, yeah. they can't all be great. So, I don't know. If if anyone out there watched it and you enjoyed it, let us know. Make your state your case. Yeah. For what you liked about it. Um, maybe we're missing something. But I doubt it because we are investigators. And this is a case for the FBI. Indeed, indeed. We're professionals like Ghostbusters. <laughs> Certainly. All right. Well, do you have anything else that you want to touch on with Captive Audience? 
Nope, I think that's all. Okay. Um, do you want to reveal what we will be talking about next week? I think we should, uh, okay. since we kept this one a secret. I think this one will be a a fun one. I think it's a little mm-hmm. bit different than anything that we've done. Um, no murder like, involved. Yeah, no murder. That we know of. But it is, we haven't watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't know what they're up to. We're, don't quote us. But um, what is it called again, Kristen? Girl, I keep wanting to call it too hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not what it's called okay let me look it up right now it's the abercrombie um why do i want to say white hot that doesn't make sense you're exactly right white hot the rise and fall of abercrombie and fitch um so talking all about abercrombie and fitch if you were a 90s baby you have a very very specific uh opinion of Abercrombie I'm sure Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to get into it and um see what has to to offer for us okay also um I'm just scrolling on Netflix and I just noticed they have a new documentary about John Wayne Gacy I saw that and honestly I don't really know much about him like I've heard the name but like I don't really know um you know what he did I, I I really don't know what he did or anything so yeah I actually have interest in watching that too yeah me too so we'll see we have our next few weeks planned out um so we will see what happens if y'all are interested let us know if you're like we need more murder like yes. that can certainly be arranged let the people say um also have you watched the ultimatum oh my god so good I loved it I've heard that it's like crazy oh my gosh I loved it loved it loved it loved it okay maybe I'll watch it because I've heard that it's like kind of similar to love is blind and of course I love love is blind I didn't like love is blind I couldn't get into it I tried both seasons I couldn't get into it this one I mean it's the concept is literally insane like literally insane yeah but it's just oh it was great tv I loved it Okay, I'll have to watch it then. Yeah, 10 yeah. out of 10 would recommend. I feel like um I feel like Netflix does a good job with their like reality shows. Like I personally mm-hmm. loved uh Love is Love is Blind. I've never seen Too Hot to Handle. I think that's Netflix. I I couldn't get into that one either. Um but we both watched The Circle. Okay, I was about to say I need to look and see when the Oh my gosh, y'all have no freaking clue how much I love The Circle. I mean, as soon as that new season comes out, y'all might be having to listen week after week after week because there's nothing I love more than The Circle. Let me see when the next season is coming out. We're going to break it down in great detail. I feel like whenever I explain The Circle to someone, they're like, eh, it, you can't what? explain it and make it sound interesting. Like you really yeah. can't. But it is though. It is. it is. It is very interesting, especially when they have interesting like characters <gasps> on there. Oh Lord. May 4th. <gasps> oh my God. That is literally next week, guys. Okay. We might have to put <laughs> everything else on hold. Yeah. We might have to switch the schedule up guys. And I, I think they, they probably, I didn't watch season two, like in real time. I just watched it all at once when it was done. You think they'll do like the weekly episodes they again? Did last season. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. 
So all you circle heads, get ready because you will have lots of circle content coming your way. Yes. And- I That was like, I feel like that was one of the first like shows, like reality shows that Netflix put out as an original. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, it just keeps getting better because they just keep adapting it to make it more interesting and more competitive, I feel like. So I'm really excited to see, you know, what they've added this season and changed. Yeah. So um Gosh, I'm so excited. I'm glad we looked that up because that is like Did oh, that make your day? Literally made my day. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. It was awesome. And the good news is too, if any of y'all listening, you haven't watched the circle yet. The good news is it's like a new cast every season. Yeah. Um, so there's no like catching up to do in until you get if you like you have to get like the gist of the rules basically and like what's going on, but I'm sure they'll like explain. I was gonna say they kind of re yeah, they re go over it every season. So and like you'll you'll figure it out, but it is so cool. And I feel like too, it just the the reality shows that Netflix has done, I feel like they're so creative too. Yeah. It's it's like I would I would say it's a little bit like big brotherish almost, mm-hmm. kind of sort of, but it really has like such a like modern like millennial twist to it that it it's just it's hard to explain and make it sound interesting right right like these people create profiles and talk to each other and it might be them it might not be them yeah and people and might figure it out they might not figure it out they literally never meet in person till the very end yeah and they have to be like strategic and like yeah. basically the crazy. point is just like to get people to like you yes so which sounds and, like so shallow but it's fun and I literally get so invested in these people like I mm-hmm. like you just get to know them like just so genuine I don't know it's it's a it's good television I'm excited especially when people form like really close friendships or relationships yes, like there have been yes. multiple like relationships in this yeah article. like these people are still like really good friends like posting together all the time like like they legit make friendships on the show I just think it's so cute yeah even when they lie about who they are <laughs> exactly yeah exactly so that is very exciting we'll definitely have that to look forward to yes. um but for next week we're definitely doing white hat mm-hmm. not too hot to handle Kristen, get it through your brain white hat. easily confused <laughs> you know who can keep them all straight <laughs> um the rise and fall of abercrombie and fitch so be sure to watch it before then because we are going to have a nice long discussion longer than this one i'm sure that we did today yeah. on captive audience because we were not a captive audience. We were not captivated. Yeah. <laughs> no, no captivation was happening. No cap. No cap. No cap. <laughs> um, but next week we'll be hot and bothered for the Abercrombie. The rise document. and the fall. The rise. We, lo- we love both of them equally. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right, y'all, if you listen to us on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. And also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a five-star rating there as well. And write us a little review. Be like, good old Stormy. Stormy, Um, And leave (laughs) us a review. Let us know what you think. And Cassie, where can everybody, everybody find us on socials? Everybody can find us on Instagram at a case the number four the fbi and you can also send us a lovely email a love letter a love note a love song whatever the case may be to 
a case, the number four, the FBI at gmail.com. Lovely. I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked for it. But y'all should, even though we did ask for it. Yeah, please. (laughs) Well, if you listen all the way to the end of this episode, congratulations. You just got a little, um, what is it called? What is it called? Serenade. You just got a little serenade. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, that is a wrap for episode 16. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.